This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. James 5 verse 13 If you are there, say Amen. I like Papa again will say, if you are not there, say, oh me. <laughs> James 5.13, are you there? Yes, sir. But the Bible says that, um, is there, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Mm. Is anyone merry? Let him sing psalms. Quite straightforward. Is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. Mm. And then he goes on to say, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders. There seems to be something to do in every situation. Now, verse 15, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. So there's something called the prayer of faith. But that's not where we're going. And then the Bible says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. When believers pray, and they do not receive, there are answers in God's word as to why that might be. So one of the things that the Bible requires before you pray is the fact that confess your fault one to another. Then pray for one another. If there's no agreement between you and somebody, you cannot exactly pray for the person. And if you have something against somebody, it might hinder your prayer. So Jesus said it this way. We are going to something. Remember where we are coming from. Jesus said it this way that... Um, if you have something or somebody has something against you and you carry your gift to the altar, leave your gift there, go and make up. Then he said, then he said I say unto you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. There's a connection between the power to bind and your willingness to forgive and walk in love towards other people. So, <laughs> we started by saying that powerful prayers, and I will show you two examples today from God's word, are not prayers that are loud or acrobatics. Powerful prayers, they have a lot to do with what you are saying when you pray and the almighty God that is answering your prayer. I get what I'm saying. The whole essence of praying is to receive an answer. So Abraham served and prayed a very powerful prayer. But he stood and he just said, Oh God of my master Abraham, let it be that any woman that comes out, Genesis 24. And the Bible said before he finished speaking, Rebecca came out and said, Now, the answer, the prayer answer came within the space of 30 minutes. That was a powerful prayer, but there was no acrobatic involved. So, where did we get some things from? Now, when we climb the mountain, they will pray some powerful prayer. A powerful prayer is not a loud prayer. It's a prayer that brings the answer straight from above. Is that right? After all, the only lessons of prayer is to receive. But, <laughs> amen. amen. So, the Bible says something like, is there anyone afflicted? Let him not complain, but let him pray. And we started with, last week and two weeks ago, Jesus said, our disciples of Jesus said in Luke, uh, Luke chapter 11, they saw the master and he said, teach us how to pray. I've been using this word as a foundation. Teach us how to pray. Now, the disciples saw that somehow Jesus produced the supernatural only because he prayed. So remember I told you, they never asked Jesus how teach us how to heal the sick teach us how to multiply bread teach us how to raise lazarus teach us how to walk on water 
these are different miracles that connote different things that you will need in life. And remember, I said that also. So just a recap. Walking on water means you're doing the impossible. If you don't do something beyond the normal, you will live an ordinary life. So once in a while in your life, there has to be a quantum leap. Something must happen that everybody will attribute to the power of God. I get what I'm saying. So Daniel and his colleague, they were promoted overnight from ordinary captives. They were brought into Babylon to a man that the king could sit down with to consult with. That kind of selection, that kind of lifting can only happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Joseph was a prisoner one night and then the following morning, the old officials of the palace sat down to listen to a man that was just in prison yesterday. So in order to actually walk in the vision that God has given you and to add the fulfillment of God's plan for your life, there must be a moment where there's a quantum leap, where you move from step one to like six and it's by the power of the Holy Spirit lifting you beyond normal and regular steps. Did you get that? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. One of the ways, and I, I won't go deep into that, one of the ways... Uh, uh, through which God ministers and establishes a woman who has been praying, mightily praying, is to give her one husband that will worth 10,000 of her prayers. Somehow, people enter into something and the whole trajectory of their life changes completely. Yeah. So Rebecca was just one girl that could fetch water for, but then in one day she entered the age of Abraham and became the mother of an entire nation all in one moment. There is always that moment. That moment when David killed Saul and the shepherd boy that was behind the back hill of the desert where nobody knew him, the name went around town in one day. There must be that moment. Even though that moment is one moment always preceded by days of preparation. But this is the painful thing. If you're already preparing every day, you are hardworking, you are diligent, you are sincere, and you are prayerful, if that one golden moment does not happen, you will get frustrated. It will pay you that you have lived well and that you have done things the right way, but there's no lifting. This is where bitterness can come from. Look at what I've just said. Yes, Amen. Yeah. So I know a lot of Christians, truly, they, they, they can talk about years of spending time fasting and prayer, uh, men and women, and then years of living rights, years of standing on the word of God. And I'll tell you what, they get so offended because it looks like events are just bypassing them. But see, God's timing for each person, they are always not the same. But the general thing is that there must be that quantum leap. There must be that moment. In a tribunal of a night, Bible says we shall be changed. There must be that moment. Hallelujah. But I'm showing us tonight that. So, the apostles said, teach us how to pray. And then Jesus taught them. They discovered that prayer is something that you can have that can trigger other things so here the bible says is anyone afflicted let him pray but i want to say something very important about prayer remember i started by saying that there is a reason why you can talk to a friend for four hours three hours you can be in a party or be with somebody just but some people cannot pray for 20 minutes it is because of what they think prayer is once you don't have the understanding of what prayer is you will think you are being punished by spending time in prayer but once you do that, it's a simple communication. But we will look at some things tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you following me? Yes, 
So remember our text. Is anyone afflicted? Let him pray. Then I want to move to verse uh, 17. So then he said, confess your fault. When you want to pray, you must pay attention to all these instructions. So before I start binding, I must check that I don't have an issue with anybody. Otherwise, it will affect my power to bind. That I'm not holding somebody. But I can almost tell you, believe me sincerely, on your way to pray, many times people plan to fast. The enemy will be sure that something will happen before you begin the fasting. So you are offended. And when you are, it affects the anointing that should flow. It is true. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So confess your fault one to another. Pray for another that you might be healed. Now, the next verse. That Bible says, or that's in verse 16. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Everybody say powerful prayer. Powerful. The effectual mm, fervent prayer of a righteous man and I've told you before, this verse in Amplified Bible says the heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's what Amplified. That's serious. <laughs> and then the Bible give an example. Just follow me. Say Elisha was a man. He prayed that there should be no rain. And then no rain. Then he prayed again that there should be rain. And there was rain. So prayer can open something. And it can also lock something. Did you get that? So there are things. So there are times we pray. We are locking. And there are times we pray. We are opening. But still that's not where I'm going. This is just showing you steps. But it's broad. But there's something important I want to call your attention to today. That you might begin to pray powerful prayers. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Maybe I should uh, title this three important things that you need to know about prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, if we look at this, there are more than 20, 30 things you need to know about prayer, but let's just pick three for today. So if you look at this, you can say, James said, or the Bible says, the effectual fervent, the heartfelt, continued prayer. So if you pray, just like somebody being told, this is lunath, a chaos malaria. You take one in the day, one in the night, for three days. If you take one in the day, and you take one the following day, it might not work. You have taken the drugs, but you have not taken it according to instruction. Exactly. So the Bible did not say the prayer of a righteous man avails much. The Bible said the effectual. So if a righteous man prays and it's not an effectual prayer, there might not be an answer. Did you get that? So righteous men pray everywhere, but it might not be an effectual prayer. Mm. He used Elijah as an example, and I will come to that later. But the first thing I want us to know is this confess your fault when I pray for one another. The first thing I want you to know, I'm trying to be sure that you are ready to hallelujah. 
Remember I said, we lock when we pray, we also open when we pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to give you two different examples. And this will answer some questions in people's hearts. Jonah prayed from the belly of the fish. And the Lord commanded the fish to vomit Jonah. That's Jonah chapter 2. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Apostle Paul had a thorn in the flesh, but he did not tell us what he thorn. Then Apostle Paul prayed three times, a whole apostle. He said he prayed that God might take it away. But God said, no, I will not take away the thorn of the flesh. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. And my power is made manifest in your weakness. Actually, when we finish talking about Thanksgiving, this is the last part I'm supposed to take, but I'm bringing it forward first. Are you following me? So, Jonah prayed, and there was deliverance. He prayed for, and God told the feet to vomit him. Paul, on the other hand, prayed, and he did not get what he wanted, but he got an answer to his prayer. Look at me, everybody. Answers, God answering your prayer does not always mean God will give you what you want. Did you get that? Yes, sir. A dear sister, the guy said it was one of the day were in courtship and it looked like a beautiful relationship. All of a sudden, we didn't know what happened to the guy. He said he wasn't doing it, I was leaving. She fasted for seven days without eating, praying that the relationship should not break, the courtship should not break. But the courtship broke. I'm giving two examples. One, because of that, she considered the fact that she prayed. They didn't know themselves, two different people. She got angry and she became bitter against God and stopped really going to church and everything. The other one, the same thing happened to her. She prayed and nothing happened. Now, eventually, the guy left. After about two years, she met somebody. I will not mention their name. But when she met the other person, she remembered and said one day when they got married, sitting down outside when we were having a vacation and crying and thanking God for the first one that left. Prayer puts you at the center of God's will. That will, at times, might mean you receive what you are praying for. At other times, it might mean that what you are praying for is not it. Something better has been established. Did you get that? Yes, Hallelujah. Yes. So if we take something from Paul, sometimes when you pray, the thing you are asking to go away, we go. What you are praying should not happen, will not happen. Your prayer will bind it. At some other times, you pray that it should not happen. It will happen. Because Paul said, the thing that has happened to me has turned to the furtherance of the gospel. It will happen, but it will take you to another level. Did you get that? So, in other words, at times, when you pray, as you are praying, you want God to do this. But you you are praying, Lord, don't let this happen. They want to say, don't let this happen. But what God is doing is this. The effects, the pain, the effect of that sack is being removed as you pray. So that instead of the thing to take you down, 
it takes it to another level. So God has answered by removing the death in the situation and putting life. Even though the thing will still come. But you know what? You look around two years ago, it will not look as if that thing happened to you. It's a dimension that anyone who wants to pray must understand. That we know in part and we understand in part. Only one person has the whole picture. So one of the best examples in the Bible. Saul's asses were missing. The father's asses. And they called him to look for it. You know, I told you before. This is why it's also important to pray in tongues. And when you pray, don't select method of answering for God. Let God choose any method. Otherwise, you will miss it. An assumption will come in from your heart that this is how we answer, but you will miss it. I get what I'm saying. I'll go back to one example I was about. So, so King Saul was looking for the asses. If we were to pray like a modern day Christian, all the asses that are missing, I command you to come back. But as we were looking for the asses, if he was praying in tongues, the spirit will be saying that you will not find the asses because the asses that you are looking for are supposed to lead you to Samuel. Who will tell you something more important than asses? So in looking for the asses, he got to Samuel and Samuel said that you are looking for asses. <laughs> the matter at stake is more than asses. You are going to be the next king of Israel. I want to say this to everybody. Many times there is a human side and a divine side of what you are looking for. The divine side is bigger than what the human side is saying. And in the wisdom of God at times, when you pray, what the Spirit is emphasizing is the establishment of God's perfect plan in that matter. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But if you don't pray, you will not enter into it. Yeah. Glory to God. Amen. 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 They might want to transfer somebody and you begin to pray. When the brothers of Joseph saw him, Joseph said that you meant it for evil. Part of prayer is that evil that is determined against you, as you pray, not that God will stop it, but it will work together for your good. But it will come. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, sir. People have entered into what has made their name popular in the world only because they were sacked. And all of them have this common story. They prayed against the sack, but there was no answer. You know what? They prayed, God answered. And the answer was that let the sack come. It will work together for your good. It is not everybody that gets killed by the flood. It depends on where you are. If you are inside the ark, the flood will carry you to your destination. That ark is the secret place. It is prayer. Are you all getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. You see, when this settles in your heart, you always want to pray. That's why Luke 81 says, men ought to always pray and not to faint. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Did somebody hear what I've just said now? Yes, sir. Jonah 2, and we end here. I need to keep it simple tonight. I want us to go home with this one. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. There is no prayer that a Christian prays 
according to the word of God that your heavenly father will not answer. All I've done today just to let you run through some scriptures to know that saying God will answer your prayer does not always mean he will do it the way you want him to do it. When that is established in our heart, it will help you a great deal. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, one of the venues that we saw on the mainland, I saw one and it looked like it and we tried to stand interestingly. How many times has this happened to me? I drove past the place recently. Somebody was with me in the car and I said to the person, oh, blessed be the name of the Lord, we did not get this place. <coughs> and so this was where we're thinking. Once you have offered prayer and we're going to look at what do you say when you pray? But that might be nice. Once you have offered prayer, you have created a magnetic force around yourself or a force around you that keeps you at the center of the will of God. Because you have prayed, all that can happen all that can happen. So a lady says to God, I'm 36, I'm not married. If she offers prayer, there is a way, and I will talk about that, but not that there is a way she prays. When she's done that, all that can happen. Even if they say that some forces in the family are responsible, why nobody gets married? In her own case, truly the marriage might not come very far, but all that will happen eventually will be at the center of the will of God she will rejoice and everybody will rejoice with her because when you pray in a certain way, every cord that is not from God is eliminated. So you are planted at the center of God's will and only his plan will come to pass. Sometimes it is true that it is the devil moving the boss to say we are sacking you. It can be persecution and like that. But once prayer is offered, it's as if there is a dispatch of angel. So they turn around everything that is supposed to be for the death of that person, it leads to life. Hallelujah. See, so this is why, beyond asking God for something, praying constantly is very necessary. The word is dark. And I talked about that in a while. They, uh, the word is dark. It is programmed negatively. Especially, this word is programmed to work against good people. When people, when people face a challenge and they say that, uh, Moshe, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why not you? As a matter of fact, the enemy loves to pick on good people. The Bible said this is the victory that overcomes the word, our faith. He said, above all, take unto yourself the shield of faith, which without shall quench all the fiery darts. The darts are always coming, but you must have an answer. Praise the Lord. No man runs after what is already in your cage in your house. If you catch a bird or a chicken and you put it inside the cage, you don't run after it again. The one you run after are the free ones that you are trying to catch. That's how the enemy was. That's the Bible said, count it all joy. When you face divers, don't ask questions. You, are, you, you have not done anything wrong. You don't need to do anything wrong for a devil to attack you. He's already ready to attack, whether you do wrong or not. But greater is he that is in us. I want to show you something from Jonah's prayer. That's the step. Oh, God. Jonah chapter 2. Are you getting what I'm saying? This must be the right Jesus said when you pray, say, Our Father, what's in heaven? Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will. Thy will. Thy will be done. And you can trust his will because they are good. God is good. 
He said, I know the thoughts I think towards you. They are thoughts of good, not of evil. Thoughts of good, not of evil. In my early days in Lagos. Because from my days in secondary school, I've been putting the word of God to use, knowing that it doesn't forsake his own. I remember the day I was saying, I was at home. It was Christmas. You heard me say the story for it was Christmas time. And the person I was courting with, they all went to their family house. So I was the only one at home. I was so bored, I did not even have money for pure water. So I was watching TV. I just finished praying like 11. So I laid down. Everybody was there on Christmas Day. There was nowhere for me to go. Because I, I wanted to go to Abel at my parents' place. But I had no transport fee. So I stayed back. So I was lying down and I didn't want to tell anybody. So I was lying down in the chair watching TV and enjoying myself. No water, no nothing. And then about 5 p.m. or so, the landlady sent her daughter. daughter came to knock the door and brought rice. I said, Mommy said that she noticed that somebody was upset. I should give you the. You know, at first you will pretend that I, don't know, I don't want. Even though inside her, like, oh, dear Lord Jesus. But you see, I went back full of thanks. It touched me that love. So you actually knew I was here. She bought drinks, she bought rice. And the following day, somebody showed up, gave me some money, and I went to see my parents. I want to say this that many times developing a powerful spiritual life begins with thanking God for little things everywhere you see prayer in the Bible you see it connected with thanksgiving 1 Timothy 1 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 2 I exhort therefore first of all that prayer supplication intercession plus giving of thanks Philippians 4 6 be careful for nothing but with thanksgiving let your request be made known there is something, never pray any prayer without giving thanks to God. As a matter of fact, take whatever you want to say in prayer and we will explore this. Put it on thanksgiving and offer it to God that way. Instead of saying that, Lord, give me a car. Father, I thank you because you have made provision for my car. Begin your prayer that way. I will show you why speaking the word of God in prayer is very powerful. Remember, this is spiritual exercise. And vocabularies, they do matter. It's not trying to impress God with big English. It's using spiritual language, which is the word of God, back to him. The word of God is a spiritual code. Angels respond to it and demons respond to it. When somebody comes up and he says like Jesus did, Father, thank you because it is written. Heaven and earth and the host of hell, they keep quiet to hear the next thing you are about to say. Because forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. When you voice with your mouth out what is written, there is a standstill in heaven and in hell. The most powerful form of prayer. I go days and weeks without praying my personal prayer or saying anything personally to God. I pray in tongues a lot and I chant scriptures. And sometimes it gets so strong that you can fall down right down in your room. You can explain the supernatural almost every day. And it's like you are never afraid of anything again in life. Anything. A, that's Pastor Joshua at the back. A few times, once, at least once, he's followed me to hospital before. Which kind of challenge hasn't the enemy thrown at me? When they will say, oh, we check this one, this one, 
and then they check again the week after they can't find anything because many are the afflictions of the righteous it, it embodies you from outside you are just not afraid of anything no matter the report or what anybody is saying you just know that there is something going on in your room between you and God that will affect the change. Think of the time. The Lassa, uh, Lassa came to the compound today. And so I just came to greet us. Oh, you have moved there. And they were praising God. I was here massive. Your property is all oh, glory to God. They drove their car to the compound. I said, I used to know your toy. But see, <laughs> that's now. But when we first moved, when we got to Tony in that time, I was told the other came from Fashola himself. Demolish this place. And they put the red stuff. What would you do at moments like that? They brought eviction notice. Four days after demolition. That's what like that. Quick notice eviction demolition. Like that. Stamp from Alausa. Get out. You know, the enemy has a way of her. And Finally, I was able to call one lady there. And I said, for she came, she looked at the letter. I said, this must have come from the governor. Directly from the governor. And she said, sorry, somebody that has a governor direct line is reporting you guys to the governor. And I said, from your profession, you work with Lagos State Building. I will contravene any lawyer. She said, no. She said, it's not about the law. She said, you need to understand how Lagos works. If people say they don't want you in one area, no matter how, how well under, how said that is, he said this is a personal vendetta. Somebody's just we trusted God to provide the passage to the commissioner for. Uh, I went. I was in. He said, by seven p.m. I was in the night. My boldness turned the guy. We sat down and looking and we're talking. But before I let the Lord told me that take the picture of everywhere. He will be too busy. They won't let him go there. He won't see him. Say, Governor, we not see, but it's what they are telling they work on. He said, take a picture of everything and show him. I said, this is what they are talking about. He said, we have apartments in the compound. There's not a single apartment there. And he said, we don't leave space anywhere. This is space. Where do we park? We park inside the school. The school can park 200 cars. What else do you want? And he said, they told us a permanent structure. It's just a Marquis tent. It's not a permanent structure. The man was tattooed. Uh-uh. So this was not, and just like what that lady said, she, he brought out his phone. And this, he said, this is the message they sent to me. He did not want to say, who said, probably the governor sent it to him. Lagos said, go and act on that. He said, this, said, this, said they said, and he listed everything. I said, sir, this is the picture. I said, if you are satisfied, sir, if you're okay with this, tell five of your boys tomorrow to come there and do their independent assessment. If they say we are not supposed to be there, I will accept. I said, but let them come and see those who can report directly to you. Those ones came, they measure everywhere. They called him right there. That's how I don't understand all this report. This is a lie. This is a not. And he wrote a note. Anybody that comes there, get tell them to go to hell. But moments like that, the devil waited until millions were buried. Nobody came and were working except area boys. But then when it ended, Nathan Ebasi came, finished blowing. That was part of what annoyed the man that reported or said he heard the voice of Sax. And at the end of the day, three weeks after we were rejoicing at the new place, all these notices just came. Zoom, zoom, zoom. The enemy is wicked. But moments like that should begin to pray. Something happens from within. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I will tell you one more story. I think I was 18 or 19 then. 
in the city of Abelta when I wanted to host Reverend Sam, Reverend Victor. We were just zealous. We had no money. Young boys, they left secondary school, said we are doing a program about that youth. <laughs> so we said the largest venue in the city there was cultural center. So let's rent cultural center. We didn't have money. After moving around, around talking to people around there, we, we said the program was going to be for four days. Somebody gave us money. Cultural center was 15,000 per day then. That would look like cultural center is 1.2 million per day now, or 1.5 million per day now. So that was then, 1990, uh, late 90s. So we got, <laughs> we got a, a note. And I went there, cultural center, you know, I was happy. We paid for, we paid 10,000 instead of 15 for day one. And we did not have the remaining 5,000. When the program made that, we thought there were going to be so many. See, God will teach you how not to depend on men. Cultural center will be able to sit about 1,005. I feel like 1,005 people should show up here. If they give up, we'll be able to pay for the men. <laughs> I think about 300. And there were young people like us. They gave nothing. And after the meeting, we have 400. <laughs> when they told me, I became sad. <laughs> As we came out, the janitor looked at me. He said, you are the pastor. He said, hey, my wife, my Lola. <laughs> he said, you come here tomorrow. And we... So I said, what do we do? And the posters were around town. A four-day program. Now the man said, so what do we do? We will come tomorrow. We can't, no internet that time, no, no phone. So no way of sending message to anybody that's already home. We don't get money. Don't come tomorrow. <laughs> so, we, so we're there. But when we woke up, I was sleeping in my friend's house because I didn't want to go to my own house. So that night, we were so depressed overnight. All of us, we couldn't sleep. We couldn't eat. The big dream we had, that a massive gathering in the city, everything passed away. We couldn't even watch TV. That all of us, everybody was looking. Nobody wanted to talk. Just looking at ourselves, you know. <laughs> so like five of us in his house. His mom was not, and that's why the only ones in there were just thinking that, Lord, what do we do? In GRI, what, what do we do? Then, um, early in the morning, like seven a.m. Oh, blessed be God. She's now a doctor in Canada, Kevin Fashola. She just came. She left her house like six thirty. She came to join us in that house. That he said, what happened yesterday? I think we should all pray. So when we saw her, we were a little encouraged. So everybody got up and began to pray. So fortunately, our mom's car, she came with her mom's car. And I said, okay, as we're praying, one of us just said that. The program is 5 p.m., Abby. Let's go and meet the Chief Joyce of Ogun State. It will pay for the place. We didn't know Chief Judge, whether it was a black man, mm -hmm. a white man, a Christian, a Muslim, we did not know. But that was what came while praying. I jumped into the voice pagina. I was the one that drove. I was wearing two slippers. We had no other bat. When the word came, immediately I just, I just called a friend of mine. Who did have his bat also? We just drove. We got to high court around 8.15. And you know what? The man was around. Fortunately, the lady that came to join us in prayer, our mom was the PA. So when we got there, we saw about five lawyers. They didn't look like Nigerians. All they with their briefcases in their hand, waiting to see the chief judge. And the secretary came out and said that. Ah, so I greeted her. I can't remember. Are you? I said, well, what are you doing? I said, I want to see the chief judge. <laughs> she looked at us from here to Tosipas. You want to see this? He said, yes, ma. She went in and told the man, I saw that there are some lawyers here. But then there are some two boys. He said, they want to see you. The chief judge said, let the lawyers wait. Let the two boys come. So I remember the very big office. He sat at the center like this. When we came in, he looked at us. He was trying to make, why are they here? Did they just kill somebody and they want someone and beg me to do something? They, they look at the phone like, what are they? I just said, good, good morning, sir. 
we had a program yesterday and we did not money. <laughs> the man just banged the table and started laughing. He said, oh, that's why you are here. I said, yes. Then the asked man, I told him, ah, he said, I know your dad now. I said, yes, sir. He said, your dad has worked in Icon before. I said, yes, sir. Ah, he said, oh, wonderful. He said, oh, what do I do? Ah, he just called a second. He said, okay, you know, drive the letter in my name, just put my stamp on it, take it, give it to them. He didn't know that we said three more days. He said we'll pay for one day. That was what he wrote in the letter and put there that the woman should come and collect the money. He said, I know the director of that place. He said, give a letter, say from Chief George, that she come and collect the money from me and let you use the place. What I said earlier, we thought it was the devil. When we got back there, the woman was nowhere to be found. And the janitor said, I cannot open the door. My own is, I can only open if I see cash. Letter is addressed to madam. I cannot hear madam's letter. And if madam is not here, I will not open the door. 12 o'clock, madam bishop. One, two, three. We were praying. And the meeting was to start five. Even our equipment were inside for the 5,000 balance yesterday. So, you know, she, we started praying, dear Lord Jesus. We felt bad. There was no command we did not issue. Angel of Lord, carry her from wherever she is. And, you know, but see, all things work together. The office will close four. By quarter to four, she just meander from nowhere. I believe she went to a party, but she was like, she didn't want to turn out. She went to a party on, uh, during official hour. Just came in, looking tired and going up. She was like, I said, what, 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 what's the problem? She said, some boys. She was just shouting, what, what is it? The gentleman said, hey, some boys, they want to say, what? The boys want to see me. What they want to see me? She said, from Chief George. Say, oh, Chief George. Hey, what is it? He says, they were the ones, man, they were the ones that had program yesterday and they could not pay. He said, but Chip just said, uh, said that uh, they should give you this letter. She tore it. She was climbing the staircase. We're following her. The janitor was following her. She just tore it herself from the Chip George. Just looked at the stamp, looked at the signature, and did not look at the how many days. <laughs> just looked at it, folded it back, and gave the person and said, How many days more? Said three. Said, give them your million wow. Wow. That was how we. I'm sure later she saw that one day. But she only gave her money for one day eventually. But she could not say because it was stated there. So it was our mistake. Whether she was direct or so, that was how we use. I, I, things like that, they make you understand the fact that if you have offered prayer, don't fret. Did you get that? Yes, there is a peace that surpasses understanding. Mm. Everybody's wondering why you are so calm when they say they are letting you go. Why you are so calm when somebody says, I'm not doing it again. Mm. Why you are so calm when you go to the embassy, you are ready for a school in Canada, a school in UK, and then the embassy says no, even though the school has said I should come. Then everybody in the house expects that you come back home swollen and start wondering, see your future has just passed. But here you are, you get to my, you are watching Chelsea, leading Arsenal 4-0, and you are just watching. I know you know where I belong now. <laughs> and they are like, ah, what's happening? You are, you are just not bothered. Yeah. Do you know this was what happened with the son that David had from Bathsheba? Have you read that story before? David fasted for three days that the baby should not die. Seven days, three or seven. The baby died eventually. And when the baby died, nobody wanted to tell. They said, if he was fasting, he refused to eat when the baby was sick. Now the baby is dead, he will kill himself. But when they told him, he saw them whispering in the house. He said, sorry, what happened? He just knew. 
The baby is dead. I mean, they said, yes. He went to shower. He dressed up and went to the temple to worship. And he came back. We said, can I have my food? And the Bible said, the elders came and said, I'm sorry, what are you doing? And he said, well, I was praying, hoping that the child will live. That was what produced Solomon. The prayer that David was praying that Lord keep this boy, he didn't know which boy he was talking about. So he was looking at this boy. So God was looking at Solomon. That will be the wisest of all time. Except until the coming of Jesus Christ. Is there something you are looking at? And God is looking at it from another angle. And he's the only one that sees the big picture. That is why he says, give him thanks. After praying, begin to give him thanks. He knows what he's doing. Let's rise. Is someone blessed tonight? Yes, Count it all joy. In one minute, as we close, can you just lift up your hands and offer God thanks for any area of your life that seems to be somehow the very thing, if you are bothered about anything at all, if you are bothered about anything at all, that's what I wanted to give thanks for tonight. You can mention it to God. That this area, I thank you. It's, it's supposed to give me pain, but tonight, on the 3rd of September, I choose to praise you for this situation. Not that I'm saying you brought it, but I'm praising you in spite of it. I just want to thank you. Because I do know you are able, you are able to bring out lights from darkness oh what a wonderful god you are the bible says god who commanded his light to shine out of darkness you did not command your light from light you commanded your light from darkness so if there's a dark area in my life you can command light to come from it oh beautiful this is wonderful it makes you an amazing god the almighty able to call light from darkness able to call strength from weakness Able to call prosperity from poverty. Able to call health from sickness. I give you praise. No other person can do that. You look, I present to you an ugly situation. You call beauty from it. Beauty from it. Oh Lord. You call perfection from my mistake. Perfection from my mistake. What a great God you are. I worship you. Give him praise. Oh, we worship you, we adore you. Glory to your name, glory to your name. Oh, blessed be your name. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name, we worship you. We adore you, we give you praise, we worship you. Oh, blessed be your name, blessed be your name, blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. Awesome God. Thank you. In Jesus' name. I pray for all of you. May you see the mighty hand of God working for you this week. I pray that you will have testimonies this week. Amen. That the Father of light, who does not deceive, will show you his almightiness. Amen. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen. Light will come out of your darkness. Amen. Beauty will come out of your ugliness. Amen. Health will come out of your sickness. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. What has looked like a cause will be a blessing. Amen. By the mighty hand of Jehovah. Amen. I bless you in the name of our Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Is someone blessed tonight? Yes, sir. Somebody woke up to Reverend, I think she was Reverend Peace of Conqua. I think she was the one and told her that mommy, I want to travel abroad to do surgery. She had unusual flat nose. And no brother was actually asking her. She was a member of Trend. She was actually planning. She got some money from people to travel to do plastic surgery for the nose to be a little pointed. Even when the Reverend looked at her, she also acknowledged that the nose was extremely flat, making her not look beautiful at all. But I told her that, no, God made you like that for a reason. Begin to worship and give God thanks. Don't worry. As she did. The Reverend had forgotten. When he said a worker was getting married, it just happened that Bishop was not on duty. Some other person, it was her that was joining them that day. Then she remembered. Then she just decided, she didn't talk, she just asked on the stage, asked the husband, that what attracted you to her? He said a flat nose. Very fine guy. He said when he got to church, he just noticed that I like this lady with flat nose. <laughs> if she had done that surgery, how do people miss God at times? Everything is for a reason. You are the second born or first born for a reason. Worship brings out the reason. It begins to make sense why your life has been the way it is. Your journey in life is never an accident. There's a reason. It begins to make sense when worship is offered. Then you understand why you earn 150, not 450 that you wanted. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But promotions are coming to all of you. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus. I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.